All right, welcome to Crone Country Farms. Uh, we'll work on that uh, name soon. Um, today is August 17th, 2022. It's about 9 p.m. I'm with my brother, Tim Crone, and uh, we are going to discuss something very important <laughs> to all the runners out there, uh, to, to the serious runners. And that, that is our running watches uh, or GPS devices. Um, so I'll, I'll start this off with a little background. And it was uh, June 2011. I, uh, I signed up with this thing called Strava. Uh, I don't know if anyone's heard of that. Uh, and I was, I was, I was really late to the game. I was, I was member 5,262. I can see my Strava number. And, uh, yeah, I was syncing up my, uh, my Garmin forerunner 310 XT, which there may have been a watch before this, but I think this was my first GPS watch. So, so Tim, uh, what was your first uh, GPS watch. Uh, mine was a hand-me-down. It was. Uh, Still, I yours. had to look it up. Well, it's gone. It's in the trash somewhere. It's in a landfill or something. But it's destroying um, the planet. Yeah, Gar- I see. Garmin Forerunner 210. I had to look it up. It was a a good sturdy little GPS watch. And that's what kind of got me into into running. I actually did. I had that up until 2015, um, and I ran with that for when I was getting into distance running for like two or three years. <clears throat> did a good job. I uploaded to Strava with it and stuff. So, like, you know what's kind of cool? Because I have I, so about 30 minutes ago. I went and dug through uh, a bin in my closet that has all these old watches and all these old devices. And what is really cool, it's almost like if you were to look at triathlons in the 80s and you saw how people dressed and they you know, had the really bright colors and the neon and they just clearly were in the 80s, right? And then you get to the 90s and then the evolution of watches is speeding up or is so fast and like you look at this this clunky thing from 2011 which is what is that how many years ago 13 no 12 years ago it's 12 years ago i don't know yeah Yeah, 2011 and uh well i mean it's 2022 so it'd be 11 years ago so so 11 years ago 11 years ago It's clearly we're we're both dads and we're both tired. Um, what is so cool about this, and I'm, I'm it's kind of a nostalgia factor, is how large it was, and it was required to do all of the things it needed to do. Like, um, so if you're listening to this and you're in front of a computer, just Google Forerunner 310 XT, and it, it's this giant watch. I mean, it's like almost an inch off of <laughs> your wrist. And it has this bright orange band to make it kind of cool. And and the band's held up and everything. Um, but it's like this... It, it was for running. It's for the specific purpose of running, right? You're not wearing um, no. your Casio. It has no other purpose either. I don't, does it even tell time? I don't even know if it tells time. It just like spits out data. <laughs> I don't. I think I don't think it does tell time. I think you just turn it on, you do your run, and then you plug it back into your computer because it doesn't have any battery life, and you wouldn't wear it like day to day because it's so clunky. That's funny <laughs> that like they didn't develop. I don't think there was like an audience or something for this these watches because they developed at a snail's pace for a long time. And then, as you said, now they're like 
I say this because I recently bought, I had to go buy a new watch in June. We'll get into this, but my, my Phoenix died. <clears throat> and, oh, no. Um, yeah, I, Phoenix I purchased in 2015. And um, that was seven, I almost got seven years out of that watch. And um, yeah, I, I, I was looking, I was like, oh, I'm going to get another Phoenix. And then I was looking at like, the Phoenixes are like $500 watches. And they have like these features on them that are just, I don't, I couldn't, I don't know. I couldn't understand most of them and I didn't see a purpose for most of them. So I like, I was looking at these lower grade watches and they had way more features than my Phoenix 3. So I don't know. So I got a lesser, a lesser watch than a Phoenix, but it, this thing has way more features. This is a, I ended up getting a, a, four, a Forerunner 935. But anyway, but Andy, we wanted to get into, we kind of wanted to do a, um, go through all the life of all of our watches, right? Yeah. So like the, um, gosh, there's so many things we can get into here because what I think is interesting is the paradigm shift is that the right word from okay i get home from work like or or you're about to go for a run and i remember this thing not charging because the connector was so bad and it's like oh whatever i'm just gonna do my run and it wasn't a big deal because like and this is like 11 years ago or 12 years ago um and now it's like if my watch doesn't work, it's like, oh, my gosh, I, I guess I'll use my phone app or something because it has to be on. on Str- like Strava was kind of like this novelty thing. And it was nobody was sharing. It was it was for your own use, like when it got started. At least that's what it was for like four or five years to me. There was hardly anybody using it. So it was like, oh, that's is cool. I could just save data to Strava. And then only later when it had like this tipping point of so many users, was it like the social thing, which is like, oh, you know, liking other people's workouts and commenting on other people's workouts. But uh, OK, I'm, I'm going off on a tangent. But um, you know what I loved about this watch? Just looking at it, it reminds me of running with Honey Brown, uh, the best dog in the whole world, <laughs> uh, my old chocolate lab. And I'm pretty sure I had this when I was in Ventura and I'd run on the beaches all the time. And uh, yeah, it was, it was definitely just like in the kitchen charging and all the time because uh, <laughs> I one, wear it was it. good. It's good for one run. Right. And you'd have to put it back on a charger. <laughs> I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a shot right now. It's it's charging. It's at 28 percent. Um somehow it has the correct time see this it says 8 58 p.m this has been sitting in a box and it's only plugged into an outlet how how on earth does that have the correct time i don't know um yeah so old things are not bad but yeah you're it's not on earth that has the correct time it's in space (laughs) it's it's true it's true (laughs) but Hey, that the, that that watch is funny. I mean, they had they they had no other no other goal in mind but giving uh, a runner some data with her run. That was that was the whole entire purpose of that thing. Now there's like all sorts of uses for watches. But oh, actually, there was a watch I recall that we had when we did the John Muir uh, hike in 2010, I think. Uh, and it wasn't a GPS watch, but it was an altimeter watch. And I thought that thing was so cool, but it was always off by like a couple hundred feet. Do you remember that watch? Mm, don't remember. Okay. <laughs> so so Anton Krupka uh, talked about it or something, so I bought the watch. I don't know why. Uh, yeah, it was, just, it was just an altimeter watch, but it was a GPS watch. And I wore it when we did the uh, that like 70-mile hike. Yeah. And... Um, it was always way off because like we'd have like the height and it'd be like, it'd be like 10,000 feet. And it's like, you're at 9,200 feet. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know. I, these watches are like, uh, so what did you do after the, what did you graduate to after that watch? And when did you graduate oh, to a, a better watch? 
So uh, Garmin Forerunner 310 XT, and it was so big, there was really no reason to graduate other than it was this big watch. And it was like, oh, I need something that I could wear like that's like more that's like a normal that, watch. That one, affect, that one will affect your mile time for sure. <laughs> <laughs> then, then I went on, just like you and probably millions of other runners, uh, to the Forerunner XT uh, or 210. 210 the forerunner 210 uh which gosh what a terrible design excuse me yeah the it's the um the watch band the band okay yeah so 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 this is this is like nike making the can't replace the band or like yeah or you can you heard this i don't know all right go ahead andy oh i'm sorry yeah it's like um, it's like it's like Cheerios or 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 Nike making the Pegasus. They made this amazing watch. Here's the 310 XT. It's great. They're like, oh, okay, let's uh, let's just destroy that idea and make this watch. And the Forerunner 210, which I can't even charge, because uh, it because the clip is so poorly designed. Yeah. So the clip is a terrible design. Uh, and the watch band is also a hideous design that just it's completely crumbled into nothing here. Um, so maybe it's playing like that was, that was, but I think that was like the best you could get back then. Like they did not, they had not engineered these things that well yet. And I don't it, even think they had the, they didn't have the, you know, the user base to really figure out what they needed to do. So they, you know, I this was but it, first, looked, I think, it looked cool it looked it, it did looks, look cool and this was it i think cool. it was the first really kind of uh popular watch because i used to i used to see that thing around before in 20 you know pre 2014 15 <clears throat> and so i had that watch uh for a long time until the band started to fall apart uh and i had trouble charging it so it would not be charged all the time and then um Gosh, I had this for a long, yeah, I don't know how long, many years, five years. Uh, but I remember there's the 210, Forerunner 210 HR. So so Ooh. the Garmin Forerunner 210, which is what we had. And then they had the Garmin Forerunner 210 HR, which was one of the first heart rate sensing uh, Garmin's, I, I think. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it was it was it uh it could it was actually on the wrist or was it it could communicate with the one around your chest um on the wrist oh wow. uh the, the the chest one i think this the 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 best watch ever made the 310 xt which i i don't know i'm what sure the, that connects to a chest piece it it does connect to a chest piece and there's absolutely nothing using, wrong with this watch. using using ant it's it's perfect ant plus. It, it, there's nothing wrong with this watch. This watch is it is at it least looks brand years, new. <laughs> has like thousands of miles of running on it. It's it's such a great watch. So the 210, uh, yeah, I guess you can do that. And he's um, gonna also show it the, here. Mine looks exactly the same, and I had a different watch because the stupid band falls off. <laughs> oh, what a piece of junk! So. So like Garmin kind of looks cool. <laughs> it looked cool, and they probably sold millions of it. So I I I can bet the people at Garmin were like, oh, we got this big clunky thing, and we only sold a hundred thousand of those. Uh, only the most diehard runners are buying those things. And then they sold a watch for the masses, and they probably sold like millions. And they're like, well, this is where it's at. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it's a terrible watch. <laughs> And then um, they, it all fell up. Everybody's fell apart, two, you know, three or four years later. And then they uh, needed to go buy and another Gar- one. <laughs> and Garmin, Garmin owned the space. They owned yeah. the whole space from like, I want to say like 2008 until like 2018 for like a decade. Like mm-hmm. who was the competitor to Garmin on the GPS watches? I, I know there was a couple. There was like a. Well, Apple started uh, doing that stuff, doing GPS stuff in 20, you know, 17. And, and mm-hmm. so I don't know that a couple of, you know, a couple, a uh, couple of years ago, they started getting into the GPS stuff. 
Yeah, let me pull up Strava. But as far has... as but as far as strictly GPS watches, like, I mean, you can name some other ones that are. What are uh, Sunto? They make um, G- they've been making GPS watches for a long time that are really um, really you know made of good materials and stuff like that and a respected brand. Um, what else is there? <clears throat> There's, you're right, Sunto, you know what, I just never went to Sunto because it was expensive. Yeah, uh, I think the materials and stuff they make that, they make those watches out of are. Strava compatible watches, here we go. Uh, we got Garmin, yeah, Instinct, that's Garmin, 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 Garmin. I still, I'd, I'd say Garmin still is the the dominant player in all the in the GPS watches. If you're gonna get a running watch, Garmin is still uh, top dog. <clears throat> I think I think oh Polar Polar, oh, Polar. is a popular. Yeah. That's a that's I've a, had a they, that's carried by cyclists and stuff though too. They have lots of um, instruments for cyclists and. Oh, we can go back to the 90s. Maybe it was like 2000. I had a polar heart rate. It wasn't a GPS watch, but I had some sort of polar watch. And it just told me like uh, workout intensity and stuff. Hmm. Um, Yeah, polar, big player. I don't know how popular they are now. Sunto. um, Sunto is popular, I think, with divers first, right? Aren't they like a diving watch? I have no idea. Not sure. Yeah, we're we're real experts on this, um, but but we do know we there, do know we do know Garmin stuff well because that's pretty much all we've had. <laughs> so and, so what Garmin? Ha- yeah, I I think what Garmin has going is the software. I I think their software is pretty good. I like the I like the Garmin app, um, and it has a lot of features for sharing. Like if you're a coach uh, or uh, an athlete who wants to share with somebody else, it's great because like you can kind of just dig right into it. Um, Strava is kind of feed based. It's kind of like sharing. Yeah, I did this. But like um, a friend of mine, I'm on Strava or I'm on Garmin. He's on Garmin. So I'm like looking at his data. Um and it gets into like the actual well, so does Strava, I guess too. But um, yeah, it's a good it's a good app. Yeah. So I upgraded. I got a Phoenix Three in 2015. It was actually right before that quad dipsy I did with you. I that was like one of the first runs I did with um, my Phoenix, my Phoenix Three in 2015. And man, what a massive upgrade! That thing was amazing. I, the features on it had um, it had an altimeter. You know, to, I, I was to, impressed. To, I remember when you to, had that watch. I was like, yeah, wow, it was, did it was like win the lottery or something. This it was, is ex, it was expensive. And then we, a it five hundred dollar watch. <laughs> yeah, it had like um, yeah, it took barometric pressure, it took temperature at the watch. It had um, it used GPS, and then it uses the it used the Gonass. Uh, um positioning satellites also so like it so had what like is the difference between glow glonass and GPS Glon- i think it's just another i don't know i don't know but anyway it was supposed to be super accurate because it used all of these different um systems um and then what else did that thing have that was cool so yeah the elevation was accurate had a temperature on my wrist it had really super accurate gps and then the other thing is i could get notifications from my phone to my watch too so it was like early smartwatch. i couldn't oh, uh, but like i could that read, was, I, I could read I, text messages and stuff i thought that. i was so cool when i got my yeah. garmin and like this is like before the i i watch what do you call that thing and uh so this is like 2017 2016 and i would get a text message and i could like my phone would be across the room yeah. and I'd look at my watch and be like, yeah. 
I could answer my phone from my watch. I couldn't talk through my watch, no. (laughs) But I could answer my phone, which actually is is more useful than you would think back then because sometimes you can't get to your phone in time. You can answer it and then get to your phone. But anyway. I I, I like you're driving down the road and you get a text message. Your phone's like, I don't know, flipped over somewhere. You Mm -hmm. just like glance at your watch. You could see the message. You can like dismiss it. It's kind of nice. It's uh, yeah. That's um, basic. Apple does a lot of that stuff too. But you know what? The best part about the Phoenix Three, it had all of these features, and I only had to charge that thing like once every five or six days with normal running, which is uh, you know, it was a big watch. It sat on you know, it sat on your wrist, and it was it was it was a big watch you face. You didn't have and to plug the, it in every day before the run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the other thing is, is it was attractive enough so I could wear it. I was a cons- you know I was a consultant at the time, and I and I had to dress nice, and I could wear that to like meetings and stuff like that, and I wouldn't feel weird about because the gar the <laughs> the old Forerunner 210 it still looked like a activity watch. It did not could not pass for some piece of jewelry. Where it looked the, yeah the, it, the it Phoenix, looked like. The Phoenix yeah, you should like be at the some gym sort. working yeah, out all the time. Exactly. So, like, the Phoenix was looked nice enough so I could take it, uh, you know, and I get compliments on it, which was cool. That was like, that was, it was a fantastic watch. It was, I a, had big, that thing. It was a big watch, though. Like, what was, was the. And I'm, I'm, I have little It does look good. Too. It does look good. But it's, Actually, what, what's the. Um, this is the, this is the, uh, you can, you can compare the So that's the like size. a, is that like a 54? So this, um. So Here, this, this is a 42, a 42 millimeter is a good size for me. I don't have big wrists either. But yeah, you can see the the Phoenix, definitely a bigger watch and heavy. It's a heavy watch too, but the heft is kind of, it's it's kind of nice almost in a way. feels like a good piece of tech. But yeah, you can see I'm I'm showing the watch to my bro on the on the um, Skype or whatever, and yeah, I have little wrists, and it it would expand my entire wrist edge, you know, side to side. So, but yeah, fantastic watch. I had this thing from 2015 to 2022. So the Phoenix, they just started with the Phoenix Three, or was uh, there like a one, two, three? I'm sure there was a. Sure, there was predecessors, but the Phoenix Two. Let's see. Yeah, they had Phoenix Twos. Mm. The Phoenix Three is a, it looks like way impre- way more impressive than the Phoenix Two, though. If you look at them, Phoenix Two still kind of looks like a um, looks like a Casio G Shock. <laughs> it looks pretty like. <laughs> Not very stylish. They definitely upped their game with the Phoenix 3. I, yeah, I think the Phoenix, I think Garmin really f- found a good match, but they're so expensive. Like, they need a, a, a good looking watch like the Phoenix that does most of the things, but not as expensive. So, like, I don't think they feel they can do all those different categories because they're like, I don't want to spend five hundred dollars. Well, they a... can now. They do now because this watch. So I had to shop around. I assumed in June I would just have to fork over money for a Phoenix again. I knew it was going to be expensive. You know, I was gonna. I was anticipating having to spend four hundred dollars or five hundred dollars to get another Phoenix. And um, as soon as I started looking at the features and stuff, I'm like, first off, the the watch is. Uh, I mean, it's still heavy, right? And it's still like got the, like the Phoenix. They make smaller ones, but, but essentially the, the it just had so many features that I was like, well, can I get like a lesser watch with, you know, the same amount of features I had before? Because I was completely happy with my Phoenix. I didn't really want anything else. And uh, I ended up looking at the Garner, um, the Forerunner uh, nine thirty five, which is the one I'm watching, I'm wearing now and use now. And this one has, you know, the on-wrist heart rate monitor, 
the temperature, basically that, all of the. Is feet- that a triathlon watch? Because I, I, that's like a high level Garmin, right? I, I'm, I'm, I, mean, I have this, like this a costs, 645. This costs like 260 bucks. And, um, pretty good. Yeah, it has, and it has more features than my Phoenix because the big one is I have a heart rate on my, on my wrist now. I, my Phoenix 3 was not a heart rate um, watch. Um, you could have got, I could have gotten a Phoenix 3 with the heart rate built in, but that's too expensive. But yeah, the, um, so yeah, I settled on this guy for, so for $260, I get the same amount of features as my old Phoenix, and the watch is uh, a little bit lighter too and slimmer and doesn't look as bulky on my wrist. That's a, that's a good looking watch. I like it. Yeah. Um, and it's, and I think staying with Garmin makes sense if you've been with Garmin for a long time. Because uh, they kind of get you. Because like, if you ever use the Garmin app to see your cumulative miles or your cumulative anything, like I want to see my heart rate over like years, or I want to see stuff over a long period of time. That's all in Garmin, and it's on mm-hmm. Strava too. Mm-hmm. But it's not it's not the same display on Strava. Strava is like a social network, which actually I'm kind of disappointed in Strava. They're 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 really pointing more towards a social framework and less towards like an athlete's uh toolbox um but anyway so the garmin uh has so much of my data and now i have the coros so so mary my wife got me the coros apex pro which is this guy um actually first i have a gripe here andrew melton out there uh, who told me about this? This watch sucks, by the way, um, and it's your fault. So, Andrew, if you're listening, <laughs> just just throwing that out there. Um, the reason it sucks is because the GPS doesn't work, <laughs> and I've been like, I've done, I've like reset it, done all these things. I went through like a month of like tech support, and actually, their tech support's pretty good. They're going to send me a new Coros watch. But even if this new Coros watch works, all of my data is going to be on this Coros system and not on the Garmin system. So, like, woe is Andy and his... his uh... Don't they, can't you just, like... Isn't all that data <laughs> shared between the... You know, between each of the platforms that you use? Like, don't you just, like, check a box now and everybody gets your data? It's all on my Strava. So if Strava had better, uh, and, and maybe they do, and I just haven't looked. But if, if I could just look on Strava, I could see everything. Um, so like the things that I find really interesting now are my resting heart rate. Because I can see after a really long effort or hard effort or hard training cycle, my resting heart rate increases. And I know when I'm really fit, where my resting heart rate should be and the, the sleep like these these watches if you wear them when you sleep give you uh, really accurate data on um how well you sleep and how much sleep you're getting and i i could i like know like oh yeah i'm probably not going to sleep good tonight because i had two beers <laughs> <laughs> but, but like it's really interesting how much the physical, the, what are these? They're just they're just uh, metabolic recorders. Uh, tell you like what you're already thinking, but it's giving you data for it. Um, and then and then you can see like, oh yeah, I was injured that week, and you know you you can you can really see like a lot of, a lot of really cool stuff on the uh, resting heart rate and sleep and um and it gets into more like the new garmin's the garmin phoenix has like an ekg or something i don't know, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't, let's look, let me look at the feet let me look at the new phoenix to, the phoenix 5 but, what is this but i have to i have to like recover a little bit on that one uh this particular Coros Apex Pro, I think, just has a bad GPS chip. And the Coros uh, support staff agree. But it's like, ah, uh, they should have better quality control on that. That's kind of shitty. Cr- crummy. 
Oh my goodness, Phoenix 7. They have a Phoenix 7. You know what's messed up, though, Tim? Well, it's $900. This Garmin 310, back to 2010 when I bought it, uh, was like 160 bucks. It does everything, practically, that these new ones are doing um, that we're really using them for. Tracks our GPS. Uh, you can put a, a heart rate strap on. Well, this has surf-ready features. Wow. <laughs> you know what's cool on the Koros? If you're a rock climber and you do like some traverse like up like El Capitan, you can like somehow record it and then 3D like rotate your climb. <laughs> How does that work? I think I think that has something to do with the GLONASS. No mm. idea. Oh, so, it has a pulse. Yeah, they, they have pulse ox sensors now. You can see your oxygenation. What is that? It's your it's your oxygen saturation in your blood. We How could you possibly measure your oxygen saturation with a watch? It uses uh, I think it uses light beams. That we got a pulse ox for Emma when she was really little, for a sock like a, a little sock that she wore and gave us her oxygenation. Mm-hmm. Um. Same kind of thing. You can do it in the wrist. These these wristwatches. It's it's when you go. You ever go to the doctor? Put that thing on their finger, and then it spits mm-hmm. out a number. You usually want that to be ninety five or above, and if anything lower than that's no good. But you can, um, yeah, you, it measures that too. That's kind of cool. Pulse wow. Sensor. Pulse. I have well, no idea re- how that would work. There's respiration like- tracking. <laughs> crazy yeah so like these these are the crazy features that i was like i don't think i need any of this it's neat though we don't need any of it Uh, (laughs) but i i think it it is maybe like if if this could be like a device that you never have to notice never have to deal with you there bro yeah, one sec. No problem. And I'm just filling a little bit of time here while Tim takes care of something with Sorry, the, uh, the family. My dog. my dog. Oh. The dog. Yeah. Winnie. Winnie or not Winnie. Charlie. It's Charlie. It was, right? it was actually Winnie. Winnie was outside the room. She wanted to come in. Mm. <laughs> anyway. Um. <laughs> Yeah, where was I? Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah. What, why? Why do we wear these devices? You know, is it is it a social thing to fit in? Uh, is it is it really for tracking what we're doing, or is it like a fashion accessory? <laughs> I think. I mean, it depends on the person. But for us as distance runners, it's a GPS to record our how far we go and how fast we go, first and foremost. And then everything else is nice after that, you know. Because as long as you're recording your runs, how fast you're going, you can kind of, you can extrapolate everything else from that. <laughs> you know, oh, my heart rate was high because I was running fast. Oh, okay. <laughs> My uh... I, well, yeah, I'm like impressed at how low my heart rate is. It's like, wow, I'm I'm not even working that hard. Uh, I guess I guess I should work harder because my watch tells me to. But that's like, I don't know. That's a... well, then yeah, then there was a you know, when I was in good shape, there was um, and I was looking into you know perceived effort is a really important metric for a runner and you know that has to be your perceived effort is separate from all the data that comes in how fast you're going and stuff like that and you once you've kind of established a good baseline you was training based on perceived effort which is kind of um was it's a good way to 
it's a good way to train because then you're not just sitting all these metrics. It's just how you, if you feel good, um, that's that's kind of the ultimate metric, right? If you feel good mm -hmm. or if you don't feel good, et cetera. But then there's then there's people that will argue that you shouldn't run like that at all and that you should, um, you know, basically use the data to to improve your running, like be completely database, you know, base all of your um, efforts on data. Yeah, well, they're wrong. Both. Well, they're wrong. So <laughs> so like um, if you want to enjoy running. You you run on perceived effort most of the time. Yeah, there could be times when you're going to like work really hard no matter what, because it's like oh, I'm doing this hard interval. But like if you want to enjoy running and have the longevity in running. You run on your perceived effort and you fit it to the pace you're at but if you uh, want to run a 245 marathon <laughs> your perceived well, effort pretty... is 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 uh out the window because basically whatever you perceive that's not enough <laughs> well technically i think it can be achieved you just have to put in an incredible amount of hours and time yeah. uh or or just have like a lot of talent there there are people that do sub threes that have like 15 miles a week that are like in their 20s or really really young they're just naturally great runners and gifted but like <laughs> to be 44 and yeah that's um 245 that's so let's let's shift gears a little i was looking at uh training peak was that called i think you remember the name of it it was like an app that you can sync your uh, your watch to. It's like, yeah, I think it's Training Peak. Training Peak app. Let me see if that's the right. Yeah, Training Peaks. We make coaching easy. So their their whole premise is. And I and I only discovered this because I was in I was playing with my Coros watch and I was like, what apps can I sync to? And it's like, oh, I can sync to I can sync to Strava. Um, I can sync to there's there's like maybe ha uh, ten different apps and one of them was Training Peaks. And so then I went and checked out the app on Training Peaks on their website, and it's this big coaching platform, and they have all of these uh, experts, in quotes, uh, some of them are really, you know, famous or whatever, but there's like thousands of plans. And a lot of the plans, they're just trying to monetize their coaching. So they're like, one of the most popular plans is like the four-hour marathon. And they, uh, they're like, so for $45, $50, you get the plan. And then the plan is, you know, really, really good, really detailed. And then um, for like an extra fee, you can talk to a coach. But I was like, this is kind of stupid. <laughs> because, and the reason I say that is because if, yeah, if, if that's great if you're healthy for, for 18 weeks or you're healthy for 13 weeks. But like I just looked at like the premise of some of these plans and they're like, okay, if you're close to 245, so they're already setting themselves up with like you're you gotta be close to 245, which is like who's who's close to 245 just like without a lot of hard work? And then, then they just give this like just crazy week of of like maybe sixty miles with like tons of like intervals like we're going to do a 5k then we're going to do another 5k then we're going to do another 5k we're going to just do all this we're going to do it all fast it's like well yeah if i could do all of that for like 15 or 16 weeks i'm sure i would break the 245 because but the reality is if you're old if uh, not even if you're older people don't just train that way right <laughs> like <laughs> you're going to break uh and 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 yeah your volume has to be there you got to have like yeah you have to enter it in 50 55 miles but i'm just like i'm just shaking my head because 
the plan has to adapt to the athlete pretty well, like uh, week to week. And if you're older, probably going to have some injuries um, on a 12-week plan. Like at least some sort of setback. You're going to have some setback. You're going to have some issue. Something is going to... It's going to be a sickness. It's going to be an injury. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be something. Um, and how do you adapt and, and work around that and not just follow, like, this is the plan? And, like, yeah, if you're running a four-hour marathon and it's like, okay, run 10 miles this weekend. Run 10 miles at whatever pace you want. Okay, great. <laughs> it's like, well, that's not very, uh, I don't know. It, it, I don't. I don't think it, it's working to optimize the person. But but with that said, I also. Yeah, I mean, it's for like, the it's for yeah. cash people for casual people that aren't runners or not through and through runners or not runners yet. I guess <clears throat> some people just need. No, that. they're they're they, they're through and through they runners. Need, they're real runners. They, they're they're real runners. They need the uh, the investment, you know, to get them to. Well, train. yeah, it's, <laughs> it's the structure. I think some people need like they want someone to tell them, okay, Tim, Tuesdays you're gonna do seven miles. Uh, you're you're gonna take it easy on Wednesday, and then on Thursday you're gonna do um, two hard, one easy, two hard, whatever. And it's like uh, I don't I don't like that. It's just that there's no feel for it. Like, and, and that, that all goes back to the perceived effort. Because, like, I think you really enjoy running when you're just like, oh, I feel really good, so I'm going to run really fast, which is probably not the smartest thing. But, like, it's fun. It's enjoyable. <laughs> That's the worst. You, you have horse stories about that as you're in, like, amazing marathon shape and then, like, oh, they're going to do a mile time trial (laughs) like a a mild time trial three weeks before your marathon when you're like literally at your physical peak and you have you have like the most insane endurance and your legs are they're fast but they're not you're about to you're about to to discover i was like i could have ripped my legs off of my body at that point because my my cardio is like yeah, your yeah let's do a let's do a five ten mile and my uh yeah but you have uh, this yeah. you have this you have this crazy engine <laughs> and uh your yeah your muscles are aren't, aren't quite aren't quite so, there. You got marathon muscles <laughs> yeah two two different races so so bro what do you have any any races or anything on the horizon at all no, I gotta, I gotta. My wife is expecting in October, so I can't really have too much going on right so, now. So, so ultra, maybe a hundred miler, like in November. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm trying to get, and all of my free time is consumed by renovating our kitchen. So that's it. I got to get that done in the next month. <clears throat> Yeah, I, so, yeah, nothing. How about you? Uh, well, I just did uh, the Point Mariah. Had a uh, podcast on the Point Mariah. Um, and Point Mariah Marathon. That was uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, I just got I just got New York. New, November 6th, 12 weeks out. Just New I York. Just, That's a big I case. just started, started my... Um, I started my training plan. So my training plan is a sheet on the refrigerator, and it's 13 weeks. Um, I'm targeting lots of volume, no speed, like no speed at all. Um, so if I can get the volume, and so I need to keep it below 35, which is actually hard for me because I want to run all the time because I feel good. So 35 a week. Uh, slowly go to, you know, 40 with a five mile increment per week, get up into the fifties and then, uh, 
I'll just be in great shape ready to just destroy New York. <laughs> but uh, I, I actually, actually, I think I, I think I'm starting too early because I've been running for so long. I don't need to start 12 weeks out. I think I could start like eight weeks out on a marathon, maybe 10. Uh, so just like whatever, I'm just gonna do easy runs and easy stuff. Nothing cool. big. But uh, volume. yeah, volume. All <laughs> what was that Saturday Night Live? How do you make money? Volume. <laughs> oh yeah, the Change Bank, <laughs> International Change Bank. The Change Bank. But uh, I, I think I think it will get there, and I don't I don't need to push anything. The 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 speed will come as long as uh, I can keep keep up with the volume. I'm uh, I'm kind of nervous about it because like. I'm slow right now. Really gotta, slow. Well, we want to hear an update on the watch that you end up getting with, um, what is the brand name again? Koros? Koros. So yeah. I have the Koros Apex Pro here, and I'm about to get the Koros, uh, I don't know, some, some other Koros that they're going to replace. It's like a $400 watch. So mm-hmm. uh, Koros was like, yeah, that watch doesn't work. Um, and we'll get you a new watch. So good battery life. Uh, it's yeah, nice. I, I, I like the, I like them. They're they're. What, what is better about them? So battery life is better than the Garmin. Uh, they look pretty good. Um, it's they they basically copied the Garmin uh, six forty five, Forerunner six forty five. Uh, yeah, it's, I, I could bet, almost bet that it was a Garmin, uh, engineer or somebody that worked at Garmin and started out, at, started their own company over at Coros because it's Don't very know. similar, but who knows? Yeah. All right, bro. Uh, I don't Sounds have good. We, we should talk one of these days, we should talk shoes. We probably can. That's multiple. That's a that's a podcast series to talk about shoes. But I love talking about shoes because I wear. I know you're you're a, a loyalist more or less to Hoka stuff. But um, I I wear all kinds of shoes. I love talking about shoes. <clears throat> yeah, man. Let's do let's do let's do a shoe shoe talk. Um, so Koros uh follow up to to uh happen in the future uh the garmin forerunner 310 xt highly recommended from 2010 uh and the garmin forerunner 210 is a piece of junk and garmin uh, if you want to look for a a great running watch that has everything you would ever need the garmin forerunner 935 great great watch (laughs) good stuff Good stuff. I hold up. <laughs> hey, so I have a question. I'll just—I don't care that it's recording. Have you heard about the coyote attack with Dean Carnassus? No, no. <laughs> so tell so, me about this. So Dean Carnassus. Wow. So he's in our running club. I've, I've seen his name, uh, and he's probably. I mean, you've heard of Dean Carnassus, right? Mm-hmm. He's like probably the most famous ultra runner on the planet. And he's he's really smart guy. Um, he was doing a 150-mile ultra run. And I guess, I, I don't know all the details. But anyway, I was thinking of emailing him and putting him on the podcast. And like seeing if he would chat with me. <laughs> That'd be a so lot of fun. It was like on a, on some trail, he got uh, jumped by some coyotes or what? Yeah, like in the Marin Headlands, uh, oh, like gee. here, like he, locally. So, wow. so I get from what I understand from like Facebook or something, he was eating a sandwich, and the the coyote was hungry and wanted the sandwich. Uh, but yeah, I'd like to get all the details. Um, it, it, like even um, Runner's World had like an article on it and stuff. <laughs> I was like, "Hey, I could talk to that guy." But, I, I, I listen to that. So, 
So before I do that, before I ask him, because I have his email, um, what should I call this podcast? I don't know. We talked about this briefly. Mm. I was thinking um, I did have an idea. It was. Uh, so, so there's three categories of, of, of working out. Right, you have your your run, eat, rest, which is E R R. Um, run, eat, rest. Yeah. E R E. E R E. So something to that effect, which is, but eh, it's kind of, I I don't I don't know I don't know. Do you have any ideas? That sounds good. That sounds good. Pretty good. Get us have something that has a, um, has a, has a catch, something that's out of the, I don't know, I don't know, bro. I'll brainstorm on this one and, and report back. Doesn't need to be catchy. It needs to be. Th- I I think thoughtful is better than catchy. So like, um. If you can explain something to somebody, it's better than it just being like a, a catchy phrase or something. Um, I yeah, that's kind of what I'm so leaning more, towards. It's more pretentious. Yes. Yeah, it's actually more pretentious. Definitely, definitely more pretentious. Well, that's we, that's we need, that's me. We've got so. to give off. Got to represent more than we actually know. <laughs> Uh, maybe running yeah, d- running dads dads running be like um just be like uh i don't know thinking of uh, something philosophical now <laughs> cool bro all right i'm gonna i'm gonna hit pause on this thing it's a good one Good talking. Yep. Wait, wait one second.